I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never said. Good evening, Dog Nation. Jeff Sintel here before the edges. Uh, full disclosure, I am in the Christmas spirit. Uh, I'm going to wear a different, uh, ugly or gorgeous, handsome uh, Christmas sweater every Wednesday night leading up until uh, Christmas Eve, until Christmas. Hope everybody's doing great. Heck, heck yeah, guys. Isn't this, isn't this, isn't this a great time? Uh, first of all, Spring Hill T, Carlos Folsom. Uh, Carlos Folsom, I'm going to give you a shout out. You're the first person I see in the feed tonight. Carlos, you got a question. Um, this is like, like that. Um, I might do that a couple of times. I, I want to snap my fingers randomly in this show. And the first question that pops up when I snap my fingers, that's the question I'm going to answer. Um, you know, live for the first time. Uh, I wanted to do a show at least once a week, a show live. Uh, Michael Hoffman, that's pretty funny, man. Um, you know, if this was, if I was dark, you know, this sweater actually lights up. See the little lights in here or whatever. Um, long time, uh, before the hedges, people might've been able to see that once in for once earlier, uh, ABC chiropractic. How are you? Henry Carter? How are you? Um, Alan and Jennifer Etrican. Good to see you guys. Love seeing that, all those uh, familiar names out there. Um, Carlos Folsom still waiting on a question from you, sir. Uh, if you have a question, I uh, gave you the instant shout out, Michael Hoffman. I like that Clark, um, message there. Uh, my man, Yulia. Hi, man. How are you everybody? So this is what we're talking about this week. First of all, um, I want to make sure we have full interaction mode engaged. Uh, if you guys know the thing we do on dog nation once a week, it, it rotates amongst the team members of Brandon Adams. Connor, Connor Riley, Mike Griffith, and myself. It's called Gimme Five. And what we do is we try to answer five real, real reader questions, whether it's on the forum.dognation.com. That's the forum, the Dog Nation forum. Um, or social media. Uh, I'll probably put I'll have probably put a bugle call tomorrow morning for anybody that has any questions, or maybe later tonight, anybody that wants any questions answered this week. Because I, myself, me, myself, and I is on deck this week answering your reader questions, pertinent topics about whatever you guys want to know. And like, listen, let's, let's get a little flex on right here. Look at this right here. We've got a recruiting ticker right here, recruiting ticker. Maybe we'll get so fancy, get so fancy that one day we'll have a flip ticker or we'll have a target ticker or something else like that. Carlos Folsom. I, I see you coming with the question. Wants to know if Ruben Owens is on the radar. First of all, Carlos, that's a great spontaneous question. Um, my answer to that one is no. I think um, TCU, Texas A&M, the Texas schools will be involved with um, Ruben Owens the second, and he's a terrific back. I mean, he's kind of, for you young bucks out there, he's probably the closest thing to maybe a, a Noel Devine, somewhere between a Noel Devine and a Reggie Bush going in the high school level. Scat back, multi-purpose, catches the ball out of the backfield. David Harvey has the same question about Ruben, Ruben Owens. I will say no shot there because I, I will say this, and I don't think it's um, huge out in the woods to say this, and I think um, that's what I'm talking about, beer cans and baddies. Um, he wants to know, uh, I, I think Ruben Owens II is a heavy NIL involvement. I think NIL will definitely swing his new decision, his next decision. Um, so I don't think the dogs will be involved in that, especially – that's not something that Georgia gets down with, especially for the incoming players. They do not like using – Georgia does not like using um, NIL packages as enticements or inducements to come to a school. Um, guys, I will say this. Florida got a – Brandon somewhere is probably throwing a, a drink vessel off the cruise ship right now. Florida got a really good quarterback today. They got a five-star quarterback, class of 2024, and DJ Lagaway. That's some interesting news today. And of course, first and foremost, let me give you a little heads up. The portal has been open so far for three days. Um, there was one bulldog. His name actually came out today that um, came out in the um, portal today. That was Kill Bill, uh, Bill Norton uh, out of uh, Tennessee. Um, defensive lineman, played a little bit, not, not a huge major contributor. I think he's getting... I think he's kind of seeing the, the writing on the wall because he's been at Georgia since the 2020 cycle. He was part of that Tennessee three with Zion Logue and um, 
in that in that class. And, um, you know, with those three guys right there from Tennessee to Tennessee, all Tennessee bred um, defensive linemen, uh, now only Zion Logue's going to remain. But um, been at Georgia a long time. I thought his note of appreciation was great that said that Kirby Smart and Georgia believed in him, even when maybe he didn't believe in himself. Um, really, I think you guys can imagine um, another portal season coming. I think Georgia lost 13 players to the portal. A year ago, uh, I would look for Georgia to lose about that same amount to the portal in this cycle. You look at certain positions, guys aren't playing much. Uh, wide receiver, uh, linebacker, uh, offensive line. Uh, you can see some of those guys, uh, maybe the tight end position, see some of those guys that have been at Georgia. Kind of Here's your like kind of easy cliff notes, cheat sheet, I guess, to understanding potential portal guys off this roster. Number one, have they been at Georgia for three or four years? Are they getting passed up by younger players, younger freshmen, five-star, highly recruited players? Um, have they? Are they playing a lot? Are they playing a little? Could they go play a lot somewhere else? If you put those three or four uh, indexes together and kind of mesh them together, you're going to have a pretty good idea about uh, players that, you know, some players came, in, came into Georgia, four stars, top 200 prospects, and still aren't playing much and that Georgia keeps adding on and stacking up new players at the position. So that's what I would look for with the transfer portal right now. What I would expect, I've seen some questions already about um, guys coming in from uh, Georgia inbound, not outbound to the portal. And you see a couple of three wide receivers that are of interest right now. Ra Ra Thomas out of Ufala, Alabama, played very well for um, – played, played very well for – uh, Mississippi State the past few years. There's Nate McCollum, who went to school at uh, Dutchtown High School. Uh, made some plays against Georgia with uh, Georgia Tech there as well. So, you know, I think the Cephas kid uh, out of Kent State, um, that's a guy. Now, a lot of people are going like, hey, Kent State, did he, did he really do great against uh, Georgia in this matchup this year? Well, not really for uh, Dante Cephas, I guess is his name. Uh, he did all he did okay, but remember he was hurt this year, didn't play the last three or four games for Kent State. But the real bonkers season was actually the 2021 season when he caught 82 balls for like uh, 1,200 yards and like 14 touchdowns for Kent State. I think that combined with this season um, really has him on, on the radar for a lot of folks. I think Georgia will be active looking for uh, portal safety, uh, portal wide receivers most especially perhaps a portal running back as well. That's what Georgia is looking for out of the portal in this class. Um, uh, Kyler Ann Susan Ricker has a question about Troy Bowles. Dog Pace saying he wasn't answering. Dog, so one of the rival sites was saying, one of the uh, other sites that cover UGA was saying he wasn't answering or returning calls. You mean like calls from Georgia or calls from them? Because, um, I think uh, Troy Bowles was actually did his in-home visit uh, yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday um, with Georgia coaches Glenn Schumann and uh, Kirby Smart. So normally when the head man goes in home with a commitment, um, uh, then uh, I think that's a sign of something. Yeah, right there. See, Troy Bowles tweeted it out. Thanks, Michael, for being uh, Johnny on the spot there. Uh, looks like he answered at least one call to tell him where that Bowles house is in Tampa and to come see the mom's beautiful Christmas tree in the foyer right there. That's uh, Troy Bowles. That's the uh, son of Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach and longtime defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. And uh, guys, first of all, Kirby has been around. We're going to get to this later in the show, but Kirby Smart has definitely been around. Uh, make it. He's kind of like Santa this week, Santa Kirby. I think he's been to Massachusetts, Texas, North Carolina, Florida, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, uh, making the rounds with all the commitments as well. And, you know, maybe some of the other targets will make those in-homes a little bit later. Um, getting to the matter at hand, why we put uh, our headline tonight, recruiting takes center stage this weekend for the, Nat for the SEC champions, is, folks, Georgia won the SEC championship. They're not playing any football games this weekend, but they are hosting – another slew of official visitors. Now, this is not a complete list because I would expect perhaps a graduate transfer or perhaps, excuse me, not graduate transfer, but an NCAA transfer portal uh, guy uh, coming in. Um, and good question, uh, Javon Perry. Um, 
Hold that one for me, Javon. Let me do this. Official visitors for the weekend. You've got four-store um, offensive tackle Monroe Freeling. Uh, he's a Georgia commitment. Um, he's out of Oceanside Academy in Charleston. Never took his official visit during the season or during the fall or during the And uh, so Monroe will be coming in with his family this weekend. Um, he committed to Georgia was it? late August, I believe. Uh, I remember being down there for his ceremony as well. A lot of good people there in Charleston. That was a good time. Got to have myself get himself some fresh shrimp, fresh seafood uh, out in uh, out in that area as well. Sullivan's Island. Everybody been to that area around around Charleston? That's a beautiful place. Um, question for I saw somebody about Bill Norton. Well, Bill Norton uh, is still going to be able to play through the January tenth in the national championship game. Still be able to get a ring. Like you know, he's a depth guy. He's probably a third team defensive lineman. Been at Georgia since 2020. He sees guys like Christian Miller, uh, Jamal Jarrett coming in, but also Barry Alexander, um, guys that are playing ahead of him. Nazir Stackhouse has always kind of played ahead of him as well. Um, so he just felt like he's got a ring. It, folks, you know, guys don't know, you guys don't understand how hard it is to be at Georgia, how hard it is to work off season, in season, how hard Georgia works. I believe they outwork most of the country in terms of preparation, in terms of an off-season commitment. And when you're not playing a lot, um, the winning can only go so far, especially when you've already won a national championship, might get another ring, as in Bill Norton's case. Um, and some guys, they just want to go play a little bit. I think that's what Bill Norton, a guy like Bill Norton, is wanting to do. Uh, B.A.'s cardigan, man, that's a neat little thing. Um, I would say with Justice Haynes, the jury is still very much out with Justice Haynes. Hey, one thing I didn't uh, put up on the site uh, I wanted you guys to know before we jump into the uh, – hey, let's let's keep our business in line here. Mike, if you can flash that graphic back out of the official visitors. I got one thing I'm going to put a pin in right here, and I'm going to come back to it. But uh, then you got Jordan Big Baby Hall. Jordan Big Baby Hall was reported this week that he is going to make his decision on December the 22nd. And when I learned that this week about Jordan Hall, I had to laugh because Jordan Hall, Hall told me way, way, way ago that he's like, man – However long I can take to commit and sign, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, he says he, wanna, he wants to stretch it out as long as he can. And so while the rest of the country is signing on December the 21st, Jordan Big Baby Hall down in Jacksonville, Florida, is going to make his decision and make his signing day on December the 22nd. He is in town for Georgia. This is his official visit. I think it will be his last visit, or at least his last official visit to any school. He was at Florida last week. I think the weekend before that, he'd been to LSU. Uh, he's also taking an official visit to Alabama. Those are kind of the principles there for Jordan Big Baby Hall. Quite a huge name on, on the uh, remaining close, potential remaining close for Georgia. Another uh, commitment coming in there is play seeker Peyton Woodring. He's a Georgia commitment out of um, uh, Ascension Academy in Louisiana. Peyton, if you guys will recall, set the uh, Louisiana State record with a 60-yard field goal uh, this year. Huge leg on Peyton Woodring. He will be a scholarship kicker. Georgia beat out Alabama for Peyton Woodring, and he will be massive early on on kickoffs. That's probably his best strength early on, his quickest skill set, skill set translator to NCAA college football. That will be his kickoff leg. He will immediately flash at that. And then um, – Kyron K.J. Jones, he took his unofficial visit for the Georgia Tech game, and uh, he's uh, likely supposed to be there this weekend. Um, NC State commitment. He's a guy also really, really fast, like 4-3, low 4-3 speed. He was a running back for Charlotte Christian in Charlotte, North Carolina, but he has seen uh, Georgia likes him as a defensive back prospect there. Um and, you know, again, he had a very good visit for the Georgia Tech game, an unofficial visit, um, and he would likely, uh, you know, want to come back and give Georgia an, an official visit as well. Another speed guy, of course, Daniel Harris is still out there uh, back and forth. I think the back and forth with Daniel Harris is about over, uh, much like the back and forth there from uh, Damon Wilson is about over as well. Obdog, I see your question about Ruben Owens. Um, I don't think Georgia will have an interest there especially because I think um, the decision, the ultimate final and previous decisions for Ruben Owens II were heavily induced by uh, name, image, and likeness considerations there. 
Uh, official visit weekend coming. I would expect to see some portal players uh, at least make an official or an unofficial visit this weekend or early this week into Athens as well. Uh, football, game-winning football, takes a backstage for the SEC champions and they as they stack up um, three weekends of uh, unofficial visits. I mean, uh, excuse me, official visits and unofficial visits. The guys can come in unofficially as well uh, in the month of December as well. Also going on right now in the ranks of high school football, the Georgia High School State Championships are this weekend. I believe there's only one Georgia commitment. That would be the Langston Hughes tackle, Bo Hughley, uh, participating in the GHSA event at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Of course, that's the old Turner Field Braves Stadium that is now occupied and used by Georgia State. Um, but also you've got um, a couple things. Uh, Jamal Jarrett, the big uh, anchor, uh, six foot five, 345-pound defensive tackle, Zero Tech. He's playing this weekend in the state championship game. Also, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, one of Florida's uh, classifications, they're, they're, they've got really, we- I wouldn't say weird, but unique, exotic, uncommon brackets. They have brackets for rural schools. They have brackets for suburban schools. They have brackets for metro schools. And very intriguing uh, down in Fort Lauderdale on December the 17th. Um, you folks, you dogs that are watching and listening tonight from f- the Fort Lauderdale area, I'll probably circle your calendar for December the 17th, because that's when potential Georgia uh, signee, but still major Georgia target, five-star defensive end, outside linebacker, Damon Wilson and his uh, Venice High School Indians take on uh, Tyler Williams at Lakeland High School and the Dreadnoughts. So really you have potentially one of Georgia's most electrifying offensive commitments going up against perhaps, perhaps, perhaps Georgia's um, highest-rated uh, potential signee, or we could say the highest rated defensive target in the class in, uh, in the potential class in Damon Wilson as well. You know, Venice was there a year ago. They're used to playing in state championships. Um, Tyler Williams and his Lake Lakeland high dreadnoughts are also undefeated on the season. Really interesting stuff there. Lots of, um, you know, kind of going around dogs that are still alive, trying to chase uh, state championships. That's one of the things you always see with Georgia in their in their classes is they like to uh they like to play uh they like to sign and go after players that came through winning programs and even state championship programs now you guys are killing you guys are great with the questions let me see if i can play catch up um no 500 yep i do not see caleb downs in this class uh jay shipes how are you i'm just trying to catch up uh hopefully um blinking uh a little too much not blinking a little too much. Uh, let me see. So, a couple things answered a bunch of questions there. Now, let's take a look at your top targets. Uh, we got, remember, you guys, I think it was last week we saw the debut of the 2024 top targets. But as always, that's a w- little bit ways away. Let's take a look at the 2023 top targets. Of course, there's a new name at number one. Uh, actually, since our last show, guys, there have been two commitments, um, including um, James Merriweather, excuse me, Jamal Merriweather out of Brunswick High School. Talk about happening fast. He got offered on a Sunday, flipped from Central Florida on a Monday, became an offensive tackle target in this class. And everybody immediately goes like, you know, quick word about Merriweather. It's like, hey, Jeff, what does that mean? Does that mean something with Hugh Lee? Does that mean something with uh, one of Georgia's offensive line targets right now? I think it probably has more to do with Georgia potentially losing uh, offensive tackles and offensive linemen uh, in the uh, to the transfer portal eventually. I think that's what more because I mean I, I talked to the head coach at Langston Hughes. I talked to Bo quite recently, and they both seem steadfast about uh, he would still stay in. Uh, he would still stay with uh, his commitment to Georgia as well. Um, remaining targets, you have James Smith. That's the five-star. Glenn Schumann did actually go visit both Quay Rousseau at number six and at number eight, James Smith. Uh, number seven there is Nichols Harbor, going to be a tight end athlete type commi- type um, prospect out of Washington, D.C. Uh, Mr. Harbor, super speed, big and tall. Um, I would look for him to make his official visit um, sometime this month as well, perhaps even as early as this weekend. Um, number five, I love this story right here. Vincent Carroll Jackson out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He's from Central Dauphine East. 
Uh, David Hill, I've asked that question about – answered that question about from Ruben Owens about four or five times already. Certainly understand the interest. Don't expect Georgia to be involved there. Um, they have uh, Vincent Carroll Jackson. Fans. If you hadn't read this story, Google it. Uh, we tried to really write this young man's story at Dog Nation. Uh, Vincent Carroll Jackson played football for the first time as a senior in Pennsylvania. Uh, he ends up with an offer from the University of Georgia. Georgia was like his 10th offer. But his first really big offer, he had stuff like Central Michigan, Delaware State, Bryn, Kent State, uh, Connecticut, Rutgers, and then Georgia came calling. Since then, Florida has came calling. Uh, lots of other bigger schools have gotten in for Vincent Carroll Jackson. Um, but um, he worked. He told me his really, really tragic story. His father's incarcerated. He said his father had taken the easy way out in life, and he wanted to show his family and his future family line that – Basically, the hard way is the right way. It, it, it's going to be more satisfying. It's going to be more fulfilling. Uh, Vincent Carroll Jackson, 6'5", about 280, didn't play football because he was working. From the age of 14, he was working uh, 40 hours per week trying to support his family and be a breadwinner to help out his family. And then his weight coach, his head, his head coach at his high school, convinced him to try out for football for his senior season. And voila, love the way this is unraveling. Number four is the former Georgia commitment, Daniel Harris. Been rumors about him. Is he going to go play with his brother? Are they a package deal? Are they going to go to Penn State? Is he going to come back to Georgia? I think that's a great, great game of pickleball that's going back and forth right now. Number three, Deuce Robinson. Folks, if you did not see his latest highlight package in the playoffs, playing almost exclusively wide receiver, running away from dudes, gliding up and down the field, 6'6", 220. I think if he came to Georgia, he would be featured in the Georgia offense. And I think they would look at him more in like a George Pickens type X, X receiver type role, uh, because I think Deuce is already just about as fast as, as George Pickens was anyway, uh, at least coming out of high school, not what George Pickens was running when he ran that four, four at the NFL combine. But um, I could see him being a, a playmaker wide receiver, maybe not so much as tight end. The number two top target is Damon Wilson. And the number one top target we've talked about him already today is Jordan big baby hall. Um, uh, Phil Rogers, look at this right there. Florida's doing the same thing. It's, it's called uh, lots of purges are happening, whether it's through NIL, whether that's through portal, it's whether for a new staff. I think Miami is going to turn over about 40, 40 to 40 to 45 players off its roster of 85. Uh, you see reports that uh, Florida is going to do the same. Florida also lost its quarterback, Anthony Richardson, to the NFL. Uh, and they've seen a lot of talented players also transfer out. Um, Herbert Franklin, I do think there's a chance there. Um, Noah Sheldon still wants Deuce Robinson and, and rightly so hey one thing that happened this is something I put a pin in let me take the pin out um, the 24-7 sports uh, composite uh, was re-rated recently and hey most, much like a lot of things in this life um, much like a lot of things in this life Georgia has caught up with Alabama Alabama a week ago had five five stars in their class. Now they only have two. That's the aforementioned um, Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs. Um, and the rest of them got kind of downgraded to like 30, 40, 35, 45, 48 overall prospects. Now Georgia has two five stars and Alabama has two five stars. I think Alabama's 24-7 sports composite rating is now down to 309-ish. And Georgia's is up to 301 and some change. I think C I saw C.J. Allen got a nice little bump. He's now in nation's number 100 or, or maybe 79 overall player. Um, I, I saw Tyler Williams got a nice little bump. Uh, Tyler Williams is the nation's number 105 overall prospect. Gabe Harris Jr. is number 100. Um, the linebackers got a little bit of a bump. Um, I don't think C.J. went up that high. I think C.J. went up to 109. So a lot of Georgia's players got a bump, and Georgia drew even closer to um, Georgia drew even closer to Alabama for the race, the chase for the nation's number one ranking. Uh, Stick D's has a question. Stick uh, Anthony Evans the third committed to Georgia on uh, on November the twenty fifth. Um, Thomas Snow, Jaden Davis is not going to commit to Georgia. Um, the quarterback position is in hand with Ryan Puglisi right there. Um, uh, stick these. Uh, Anthony Evans III committed to Georgia on November the 25th. He flipped from Oklahoma. I think that's one of six flips right now for Georgia 
in this 2023 class. And uh, Brian McClendon, BMAC, and uh, Kirby actually did their in-home visits, uh, in-home visit with Anthony Evans this week as well because Santa Kirby has been everywhere. All right, got some more slides to get to. Everybody knows this is Flipmas. This is the month of Flipmas. Um, take a look at that. I think I pulled a couple of names off. I pulled, if I haven't pulled Jeremiah Cobb off, he's almost about to slip off the list. I pulled DeAndre Moore off the list. Uh, you have Kyron Jones, who's in town this weekend from Charlotte Christian. He's currently committed to NC State. Um, Walker Lyons um, is uh, committed. No, he's no longer committed to Stanford. I need to strike that from my, um, documents that we prep everywhere everywhere this week. Georgia and Todd Hartley, Todd Hartley did an in-home visit for Walker Lyons. Again, he is not committed to Stanford, so he's no longer flips. So he needs to be removed off that list regardless. Um, there you see Walker Lyons. Look at his younger brother sticking that chest out there. There's Todd Hartley. Uh, Walker Lyons, guys, you know, he is the six foot four, 230-pound tight end out of Folsom, California. Yes, that is Johnny Cash's Folsom, California, the number five tight end in the country. David Shaw uh, gets fired from uh, or, or resigns from his position at Stanford. Uh, Georgia had been recruiting him heavily already. That's how they were able to draw in him in for an official visit for Tennessee. He loved the official visit at Tennessee. Uh, he decommits after the news with Stanford looking for a new head coach. Again, he is a Mormon, folks. I love this part of the story. It's an LDS mission. He will have to fulfill after graduation, which means he won't be able to play uh, until at least the fall or the summer of 2024. So really what Georgia is recruiting there is they're recruiting for potential room replacements after Brock Bowers goes off to the NFL. And when you've got um, a guy like uh, Walker Lyons, the nation's number five tight end in the country, seems like it's perfect advanced planning. That what That's what uh, Todd Bartholomew Hartley always tries to do. Number one on the flip, list, flip watch list for Georgia is Justice Haynes. I believe Justice Haynes was, was receiving uh, in-home visits this weekend from Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Um, that's another one of those games of pickleball, guys. Everybody wants to know um, what's going on with Justice. I don't even know if anyone can really answer for certain, except maybe perhaps Justice himself, maybe on the record, um, what will eventually happen with him there. I think there's going to be some – uh, in-game recruiting, some late-game recruiting still to be done there by all those prominent schools in uh, his recruitment. Uh, let me see. Uh, also, a couple things to look at. We have uh, the recruiting glance. Georgia now has 23 commitments. That's one behind Alabama um, with the addition of Samuel and Pimba. Crazy to talk about. I've gotten 28 minutes into the show, and I haven't even uh, broken down. Georgia got a commitment from its second-highest-rated commitment, and Samuel Pimba is now he uh, so many great things uh, came through while covering there. Um, Georgia uh, ranks nationally thirteen offense, uh, nine defense, national special teams, uh, six in state, seventeen uh, out of state, um, two five stars. That's in Pimba, Samuel Pimba, and AJ Harris. Uh, three top 50 commits, nine top 100 commits, 12 top 150 commitments. Those those rankings are all um, re reconfigurated, reconfigured, excuse me, let me use the proper King's English there. Those rankings have all been reconfigured with the latest update of the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Um, four of the top five highest rated commitments are on the defensive side of the ball. And Pemba skewed that one even more. Georgia has offered 64 players from the state of Florida. 16 guys in the SEC footprint, seven outside the SEC footprint. And if you were keeping score at home, Anthony Evans um, and then uh, Jamal Merriweather and the last three commitments, two of them are on offense and one is on the defensive side of the ball. Right there, the Georgia's looking to add one more um, uh, running back in this class. They currently have four receiver commitments. They have two tight end commitments. They're looking to add one or two more. That's potentially Deuce Robinson or uh, Walker Lyons. They have three offensive tackle commitments. Jamal um, Jamal uh, Merriweather, he has one to two. Uh, he was the latest addition to uh, the latest addition to the class. Um, really kind of out of nowhere. I don't know if a lot of people were really circulating that name. I know I wasn't as a name to watch. I asked his coach point blank. I asked Jamal point blank if somebody would have told him a couple days ago that he'd been committed to Georgia. I mean, the young man actually watched the Georgia – LSU game as a fan, purely as a fan. Kid grew up an Auburn fan, 
kind of interesting. He was a grew up an Auburn fan. He was committed to Central Florida, where a lot of that staff now resides. But um, out of the blue, Georgia evaluated him. They saw a senior film, probably got a good idea about where things stood with maybe some of their players on the roster across the offensive line. They decided, you know, might need another offensive tackle in this class. Let's be sure. And uh, that's what they did. They went and got uh, Jamal Ware with her six, six and a half, almost six, seven, 285 pounds. He's got an 83 inch wingspan. I just wanted to make sure uh, we talked a little bit more about him on today's program because he is the latest commitment to Georgia. He will not be an early enrollee. He will be a May signee. He throws the discus for his high school team. You got to love those two sport athletes, offensive linemen that also do track. Um, you see these numbers right here. The first number is the amount of players Georgia has offered at that position. The second number in the parenthetical or the parenthesis is the number of commitments they currently have at that spot. And then the um, synopsis at the end with the English um, blurb right there is what Georgia is looking to do to close out the class. Um, they currently have three cornerbacks commitment. They're looking, looking to add one to two more. That's Daniel Harris, potentially KJ Jones. We've talked about him a little bit today. Um, no athletes committed right now. They're looking to add one to two more. Um, that would be either, um, Deuce Robinson or another player, uh, right there in that class. Of course, again, these guys, these are high school guys. I think Georgia, if you're looking at this list for the class, you can look and say, you could probably say, I think they're looking to add at least one to two graduate transfer or transfer portal receivers, um, coming out of the portal. But, um, maybe we should do a, uh, maybe a timely, uh, every once in a while show called in inside the portal, maybe not before the hedges, maybe not between the hedges, but inside the portal to kind of talk about Georgia recruiting and what's going on inside the portal. Uh, Georgia has one safety committed. That's Joan L. Looking down during who will be in town this weekend Two interior offensive linemen right there. That's Kelton Smith and Joshua Doogie Miller. Doogie also got his in-home visit this weekend from Stacy Searles and Kirby Smart. Uh, you hear some rumblings about Auburn and NIL and the new Hugh Freeze regime coming after Kelton Smith, but I do feel that Georgia is in a good spot right now for that to stick. Um, and then Georgia is looking to add one more edge. They got two edges committed right now, uh, Gabe Harris and Samuel Pemba. Of course, at the same time, if somebody told me that, hey, you can look at the film for Gabe Harris Jr. and you could say, you know what, that guy projects to be a uh, – projects projects to be a uh, five tech at Georgia. I would certainly think that was when the realm of possibility one defensive lineman committed. That is Jamal Jarrett. He, Georgia is looking to add one to two more as well. Um, Jeff Horton. Thanks for hanging out with us right there. Um, we've also got a commitment for tomorrow to pay attention to five-star linebacker. Now this is a 2025 linebacker, uh, Jaden Perlot out of Buford high school. Everybody says that, you know, Georgia and Buford, not really a good shot, not really a good chance with Buford, but we'll see because uh, tomorrow a 2025 linebacker, a five-star out of Buford. Saw him play a lot, very impressive player, very physical player as well. Um, he is going to make his commitment amongst those schools, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, uh, Oregon, Ohio State. He's been to Georgia a few times. He was at Georgia amongst those 21 five-stars for the Georgia-Tennessee game. Uh, Tom Novell, good hearing from you, man. Um that is uh, lost and lucky. I think he's still very solid. There's a lot of reasons. I don't know if you guys read the. Uh, I don't know if you guys read the story on Dog Nation way back in the fall, right before uh, the start of the season. But um, his younger brother, uh, Cannon, everybody calls him Kenny. Such a cool kid. I still think about him a lot. Um, Kenny is the type. He, he's suffering from like so many diseases, so many immune diseases. Um, can't really speak. Um, but that's a close knit family. And I think Lawson has understood for some time that it's better for him to only be 50 minutes away from his mother, 50 minutes away from his family, not so much to be a caregiver, but he doesn't want Kenny to have to go, for example, to South Carolina or to go to Notre Dame or the travel of him each and every week with his mom. That would be a true hardship for the family. Um, that's the, um, thing right there trying to answer as many questions as i can um what else do we have top targets for 2024 um let's take a look at that right now uh mike brown that's a very good question if i had to say who's fastest i think gunner would be faster over 40 yards but i think uh brock might be faster over 10 or 10 to 15 uh tough to say there daniel calhoun uh centennial high school number 10 
Uh, Papa Afua uh, out of Seattle, Washington. Really interesting offensive guard prospect, 2024 class. Cam Pringle, he's the nation's number one offensive tackle, or at least maybe number two out of Dorchester, South Carolina. Number seven, five-star corner Charles Lester. Visited Georgia at least three times for two games. Uh, K.J. Bolden out of Buford, such a terrific player, great athlete. Some folks see him as a wide receiver. Some folks see him as a safety. Jared Gibson there out of IMG Academy is the nation's number one running back for the next cycle. Peyton Woodyard. Now, he's expected to visit Florida, I believe, this weekend or next weekend. That's the five-star safety. He's going to make his college decision on January the 7th um, from the uh, All-American Bowl out in San Antonio. Uh, Nation's number two safety in the country right there. Ellis Robinson is the nation's number one corner. Uh, Last time I talked to him, he said, I don't know how I could like Georgia anymore. I don't know how Georgia could make me like them either anymore. Uh, Number two, five-star athlete Mike Matthews. I think he's a wide receiver. Um, Got a few stories I still need to tell about Mike Matthews. Maybe you guys hear him. You guys might might get a little too excited about Mike Matthews. And number one, five-star Edric Houston out of Buford, Buford, Georgia. Edric's really going to, I think, come down to Georgia or Ohio State, maybe Clemson a little bit in there as well. I think Edric Houston is an amazing football player on and off the field. Um, Team captain type, wrestles, runs track, um, dominant uh, outside edge uh, type, uh, defensive end type, uh, really well-respected. Where's the number zero? Uh, Grew up a dog fan in the heart of Atlanta, not a transplant. So those are your top targets for the 2024 class. Let me be a little bit more interactive. Um, who would you guys, if you guys could give me, I want to see how much you've been following along and how well you guys have been educated or I've educated you. Would automatically, uh, let me repeat the question. Cause I think I saw something go up, up and down with the feed, a little squirrely with the feed. If you could wave a magic wand wand and make two of those 2024 top targets, a part of the Georgia 2024 class, who would it be? And um, also, uh, let's take a look at some tweets. Take a look at some tweets. I, got, I shared some tweets. I wanted to share some tweets with you guys. Again, live show for the first time in forever. Um, yeah, Michael, thanks for that. Other names to know. There's a lot of names to know. Fletcher Westfall, uh, Omar White, uh, Dylan Stevenson. Uh, I think some of these guys were getting visited by Georgia this weekend. C.J. Jackson, Jalen A.P. Hayward there is the number three safety in the country. Somehow Georgia is in the most impressive shape with the number one, number two, and number three uh, safeties, in the, safeties in the country in the 2024 class. So I think the, the safeties are going to be just fine. Sammy Brown, really love me some Sammy Brown. I just don't know how deep that depth chart is going to be for him. Um, easier path to playing time at a lot of places. King Joseph Edwards, that's a name everybody knows. He's very active on social media. Really underrated player, I think, is Cam McKell. Um, he's a cornerback prospect out of Statesboro, and there's something that sounds right about Georgia recruiting stud athletes or strong superior athletes out of Statesboro, a la Justin Houston. Um, something just feels right when Georgia's going after a player from Statesboro uh, that has the ability to play in the SEC and play well in the SEC. Dwight Phillips, his dad is was an Olympian. Dwight Phillips is – stupendously stupid fast. I think he's a 4-4, low 4-4, high 4-3 guy right there out of Pebblebrook. Um, those are some other names to know there as well. And let's do this. Remember what I said about while we're popping up the tweets, Griswold family Christmas, tell me this. First question I see right now, I'm going to answer it. Greg Rosenberg, uh, making a point. I guess I will comment on your point. I think Gunner is about 4.7475 on the laser on grass in the 40, especially at 215, 220 pounds. That's very fast. Um, especially he's going to be harder to get on the ground too as well. Yeah, Mike Brown's talking about Ryan Puglisi there out of the Avon Old Farms. Those that school is actually called the Winged Beavers, if you can imagine that. His that's Ryan Puglisi. Um, Zach Baggett has a question. Uh, it's the first one I saw. Um, Zach Baggett, how many spots does Georgia have left for 2023? They have, currently have 23. I think they got room for about five more names, especially the right five names in this class. Um, uh, in this class, also good question. And I got some. Uh, I got some uh, tweets in the bag. Jeff's got his uh, bag full of tweet 
bag full of uh, tweets right now. Really, it's some really cool stuff. I think we can start out. Let's look at the one from Vincent Carroll Jackson. Love this guy. This is him meeting with Trey Scott, Travion Scott. Called him one of the realest dudes he's ever met in his life. The conversation was 100% pure. Thank you for visiting. Now, Travion Scott um, offered him uh, earlier, really earlier this year, offered him last Friday. Um, now, Vincent Carroll Jackson is currently considering taking his official visit this weekend to Buffalo because that's where he made that commitment that he would visit Buffalo. He says he's in the talks right now trying to figure out um, – trying to figure out what um, wins the planning idea for him to come and take an official visit to Georgia. Not sure yet what he's going to, he's going to sign you in the early period or in the later period as well. But you know, guys, that's why I do what I do, man. I can write about a lot of guys with rankings that can score touchdowns, but when you can tell the story about a young man that never played high school football due to hardships in his family, working a job 40 hours a week while he was a youngster, something I can, I can relate to. Um, he was uh, finally gave it a shot during his senior season, and look what's blossomed. Look what's came out of it. Offers from everybody. Uh, now Oklahoma, schools like that, Pitt, all the nearby schools, uh, you know, Florida, Georgia, they've all offered him ever since the Bulldogs did. Um, just a great story. He wants to be, uh, he wants to be uh, an entrepreneur. He wants to own steakhouses. I love that part of his story. Um, pretty cool start right there. And I think in the, the, the rest of these tweets, guys, look at this one right here. Now I dug up this stat because I'm trying, I, I wanted to do something. You know, I always try to do something about Pierce because he, first of all, he's a, he probably was committed, uh, to Georgia when his, his grandfather and his dad was at Georgia, uh, or maybe the first words out of his, uh, mouth when he took the pacifier out was committed to the G, but he committed to Georgia. And I love saying this stat. I love recycling this stat. Pierce Sperling committed to Georgia on September the 28th of 2020. That was the week of uh, when Stetson, the week after Stetson saved Georgia in Arkansas in the 2020 season opener. And since that time, he has been committed and to see Georgia play 27 football games during the fall. I'm not counting G days. And Georgia is 24 and three in those games. He got a home visit uh, with with uh, Smart and Todd Hartley this week. He's down there in lovely um, Santa Rosa area in Florida, right around Seaside, right around that area, Grayton Beach, Santa Rosa Beach, Alice Beach, uh, beautiful part of our country right there, beautiful part of the state of Florida right there on the panhandle, on uh, that crystal kind of blue water right there. Uh, I am beneficial. To, I, am, I am partial to the Gulf over the Atlantic Ocean, um, but um, – and Pierce has been growing to 6'6", six, six, about 240, 240 and some change right now. Uh, look at him growing. Look at him getting tall right there. Uh, basketball player most of his life. Missed most of his senior year except the last couple of games uh, due to a shoulder surgery, shoulder injury there as well. Now, we could probably play, you know, like where's Waldo, where's Kirby? Or, you know, like you remember how NORAD does and they track Santa on uh, Christmas Eve? Well, so here's Kirby in Florida. Now, I think we got another picture of Kirby in uh, Massachusetts with Jonel Aguero. Yep, right there. Great home visit. I think this was Sunday night. Georgia, Georgia wins the uh, SEC on Saturday. Kirby is in Massachusetts hanging out with Jonel Aguero uh, and his family on uh, Sunday night. Uh, I believe Coach Boom, Coach Muschamp was also up there with him. That's why Jonel Aguero says, my guys. And then also Janelle Aguero was uh, recently named by Max Preps as the Massachusetts State Player of the Year. He transferred there for his senior season. He had been at ING Academy in Bradenton, Florida, the previous two weekends prior to that. Let me see. So we've seen the Carol Jackson tweet. Um, we've seen the Todd Bowles tweet, the Troy Bowles tweet earlier in the show when somebody had a question about um, uh, what is, uh, what is uh, Troy Bowles up to and somebody not answering calls. Um so those are your tweets. Guys, any more questions? Anybody, any, anybody got any more questions? I think he's got – his mama's got a beautiful Christmas tree, to say the least. Um, uh, John Garrison, I don't think so, especially amongst the principal targets. Um, let me see. Ah, oh, man. Steve, uh, Steve Rosie, Aronica. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what the life of a recruiting reporter is. I must have been asked, literally, I must have been asked a hundred times by Georgia fans, uh, and I get it, about Justice Haynes at the game on Saturday. I'd be walking 
up the sidelines, shooting photos for Dog Nation in my side gig, my side job. And uh, everybody's like, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Watch the show every Wednesday. Love that. And then they go, what's happening with justice? What's going on with justice? They'd be, they'd be, you know, sweet, you know, grandmothers. There'd be, you know, guys my age. There'd be guys my dad's age. There'd be college kids. They'd all go to know what's up with Justice Haynes. He is no doubt the most asked about player in recent memory um, when it comes to a recruiting cycle as well. Um, and I don't, I don't do percentages. I, I don't do percentages. You know, Steve, I, I really want to, I, I kind of want to say something here, but I don't want to say, say, say a little too much. Let me say this. I want to say, I, listen, let me just review. If you'd asked me two, three months ago, I would have said there's no chance that George, that, that, that Georgia flips Justice Haynes. Um, I can't say that anymore. I, I, I do feel that there's something, something potentially there. Uh, that, that, that was what I would say. Um, do I think it happens? Do I think there's a great percentage? I think, I think that's still very much up in the air. Um, but you know what? I think on one of the services I was talking about recent re-ranks, I, I saw where one of the recent services re-ranked uh, Roderick Robinson all the way up to like the number 57 player in the country. I believe that was Rivals uh, moved him up all the way. And folks, Roderick Robinson's had himself a season. The UCLA commitment, former UCLA commitment, another Georgia flip in this class, ran through the state of California in the postseason as well, putting up monster numbers. He was clocked at 20 miles per hour plus on the GPS. Um, Dale McGee also went out to California, went out to San Diego and got to see him as well. Uh, Michael Dykes, there is no uh, chance of Arch Manning in this class. Zero uh, whatsoever. Uh, see, there you got me. You say you, you, I don't do percentage chances, but I just did a percentage chance there because I think it is quite low, quite low. Probably the chances of – let me see if I can relate to it. I won't do a percentage, but I'll say this. The chances of Arch Manning uh, signing with Georgia, I believe, are the chances of his uncles, especially his uncle Peyton, uh, never doing another uh, commercial again ever. That's what I got there. Um, you guys, it's been another live – live uh, before the hedges on Wednesday night. I'll try to get a guest with, with everybody in uh, to everybody to come hang out uh, next weekend, next week. Excuse me. Uh, let me see. Let me take care of some quick business right here. Um, this becomes a, uh, this becomes the, as always the dog nation podcast before the hedges uh, podcast is brought to you by Kroger. Um, Kroger has been an incredible partner for dog nation and before the hedges. Um, as long as there's been a squeaky screen door, on before the hedges um come join your local kroger chef for a guided kids cooking experience you guys know about holiday brownies on december 10th at select kroger locations each kroger chef junior is a 30-minute class where your child receives an apron and a patch a chef's hat a recipe card and box and cookie cutters for only seven dollars per child folks if you could if you can convince your local kroger chef junior the one in your house that's what i'm talking about to cook brownies, that is a worthy $7 investment right there. Can you imagine just pressing the, the kid brownie button and making brownies for mom, making brownies for grandma, especially when they're working so hard for everybody else around the Christmas season? Wouldn't that be a thing? You can get that right now, uh, December the 10th, at your local select Kroger location. You can register for your time today at KrogerChefJr.com. Pretty easy, KrogerChefJr.com. Folks, Georgia is your SEC champions for only the eighth time, I believe, since Kirby Smart has been alive, the first time since 2017. Georgia is 13-0 and for the first time ever in program history. The dogs are 79-15 and under Kirby Smart. I think they've won 31 out of their last 32 games. Uh, Ridge you fly, uh, Deuce Robinson, will uh, not make his decision until the traditional signing period is a wait and see prospect on there. Nichols Harbor, I think will probably do the same. Uh, he's a guy more of a project than anything. Uh, be, be very interested with Nichols takes his official visit in December. I think things, things then will heat up. Uh, James Smith and Quay Russo, I would probably say I would see them at uh, Alabama or Auburn before Georgia. Those two want to play together. I think the complication there is, how much does Georgia like James Smith compared to how much do they like Quay Russaw? Folks, Quay Russaw's film is the stuff I would pay money to see. Um, 
somebody's on YouTube um, with a, a sense of humor, some ad lib qualities and a personality should do a 12 minute dissertation while watching the Quay Russo film because it is bonkers. It is great, great, great film. Um, I sometimes watch it when uh, I've watched it probably at least once or twice a week since that senior film came out. Uh, he will be a terrific linebacker in the SEC. Um, let me see. Try to catch a lot of questions. Folks, I'm Jeff Sintel. That has been Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. This becomes a podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite uh, podcast platform. Um, Uncle Sam, that's going to be some great news there for the uh, NFL draft. I can see four guys going in the first round of the NFL draft again, potentially five. Uh, the names that to me jump out is immediate draft picks. You've got Jalen Carter, of course. You've got uh, Keely Ringo, of course. You've got Broderick Jones, of course. You've got Nolan Smith. You've got Darnell Washington. I think Warren McClendon. I think Kenny McIntosh. I think um, all of those guys uh, are potential first, second, third round picks uh, in the end. Hey, watch Kendall Milton. Kendall Milton keeps playing better and better and better. His draft stock is rising at just the right time, having some monster breakout games. Whew. Hopefully I've answered several questions. I know I've gone way over my lot, but we had a lot to cover. Speaking of having a lot to cover, there's always a lot to cover. I will see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. I'm Jeff Sintel. That's been your intel. Be well, and we'll catch you guys later next week on Before the Hedges. God bless you, everybody. See you soon. And make somebody's day tomorrow. Try to help out your fellow man. Try to make him smile uh, like we try to do each and every week on dognation.com. Take it easy. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.